Another week has gone by. Another week. Time's starting to fly here. 2022 is rolling right along. But guess what? We're back on the mics in the Schultz's basement. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. As always, I'm joined by my counterpart, Jack Agner. Whoop, whoop. It's your tradition, Jack. I got to say it. How are we doing today? <laughs> We're doing great. How are you doing, Tom? Doing good. You know, um, this week wasn't too bad, but it's definitely like it was only a four day week for me and work week wise. And now we got full weeks coming ahead. Yep. It's just like, it's just like strap in. just looking down the horizon. It's just so far, so far. You don't really know where the tree line is. You're like, <laughs> can't you can't see the light yet at the end of the tunnel. Can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> gosh, getting old. Get but there. 2022. And we're back on the pod. One thing that will never change is the podcast. We still got this. Yep. Can't see the light at the end of this tunnel either. We're just going. No. No, de- no, no destination. End no yeah. end in sight. No end exactly. in sight. Exactly. But it was an exciting week. Um, MLW-wise, we released the award show for the 2021 season and a bit of a different format than we've done in years past. You know, we've done it a couple different ways. Um, I want to say, well, first year, 2010, that one's very memeable because that one was filmed at Colts Field, like in the lawn chairs where the dugout was. <laughs> has been memed. Yeah, has been memed. Yes. I've been memed there, which mm-hmm. is funny looking back at it. But um, since then, we've taken like a digital format to where it's all just like editing, like it's all text-based awards. Like it says some stats about the player and some things, and then it just has the name pop up on the screen. Then, since then, we've evolved to like one year where it was like, I think it was me and Kyle sitting side by side at his house announcing the awards. Mm-hmm. We've done it with a green screen in Kyle's basement. But this year... We wanted to try and get some kind of venue to film this thing at, right, Jack? And yep. We kind of we kind of had you in the loop on that because we wanted you to host the show. Yep. So, Kyle and I, what we did, Jack, is probably about three weeks prior to the award show because we didn't really have a, an exact date in mind yet. We wanted to get as many guys there who won awards possible. So we kind of thought, like, okay, it has to be during winter break sometime. But then a lot of guys were going on vacations and stuff like that. So then we had like a only like a three day window to where we could actually do it. And so we had to go look at some venues and then say, like, oh, I know it's only two weeks away, but can we possibly film this YouTube video here kind of thing? So we went to a couple different venues that were local to us, like somewhat near the Meadows. Um, we tried, like, a arcade-type place. We tried a nicer place that was, like, going to be more of, like, a suit-and-tie type event, mm-hmm. um, like a banquet hall-type thing. We tried restaurants, and we tried Brighton Bull. And um, all, some of the restaurants wanted nothing to do with it. Um, some of them just didn't have a place where we could do it, where it was quiet enough and a nice enough setting. And, you know, our budget wasn't crazy big for this or anything like that. We were willing to spend a little bit of money, but not a ton quite yet. So when we went to visit Brighton Bowl, we walked into that room you guys saw. It's like the birthday party room. They used. To, I actually had a birthday party there probably Same. 15 years ago Same. now. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm like, yeah, let's go check out that room, see what we could do in there. Because it could be funny, not really a suit and tie event like we did prior. We could make it like a fun, fun type event, make it more funny and different. You know what I mean? Right. So... We go there, me and Kyle just walk right in, and it's kind of like that birthday party room is now like a storage closet, because yeah. they haven't been using it the past few years with everything that's happened. So we're in there kind of looking things out, trying to map out how it would look if we filmed it there, and some employees walked in, and they were like, what are you guys doing in here? Can I help you kind of thing? And I was like, oh, hi, sorry to just barge in. We were just looking around. Um, we were you know, pondering the idea of potentially filming a YouTube video here. So then that led to a couple questions. You know, what are you filming? What are you doing? Yada, yada. And this particular employee was like, no problem, do whatever you want. We don't use this room anymore. And we're like, sweet, okay, thanks. So right away we're like, this is one that's a for sure possibility going to be available no matter what. So it's kind of our fallback, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's when we texted you. 
and we were like, hey, Jack, we still want you to host. Are you available on such and such date at this time? We're going to do it at Brighton Bowl. And you're like, yeah, sounds good. And then I was like, okay, cool. Let me call to confirm just to let them know. Even though they said do it whenever, I was like, let's let's call and let them know we're at least coming so they're not shocked to see a big group walking in. Right. So I call the place. And uh, this is like December 23rd. And we filmed this on like the 26th, right? Yep, the 26th. Yeah. So this is three days prior. And someone answers, and I'm like, hi, my name is Tommy. I spoke to an employee last week about potentially filming a YouTube video in the party room. Just wanted to let you guys know we're going to be coming in at noon on the 26th. Is there any, any issues with that? And then the employee was kind of caught off guard. And she's like, do you mind, mind speaking to the general manager? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So she says hello. I give her the little 30-second elevator pitch about what we're doing. How her employee said it would be no issue and to come whenever, but I'm just calling as a courtesy to say we'll be here at this date. And immediately, this the GM of this bowling alley is like, I am not okay with this. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Um, I was like, what, what's the issue, if you don't mind me asking? And she was just like, it just seems like a lot is going on. If you guys just be in there filming things for something I don't know anything about, it's just not going to work out. I'm sorry. Too short of a notice. And I was like, okay. Um, well, thank goodness I called. Uh, thank you. Sorry. And she's like, no problem. Bye. So I was like, well, that didn't go well. So yeah. I text you and Kyle like, crap, whole plan just fell through. Yeah. What do we do now? So now we're scrambling, right? And in my head, I'm thinking that lady was probably caught off guard and just irritated because she didn't know anything about this. And apparently it's not cool to just walk in whenever, which I kind of knew, which is why I called. Right. You know what I mean? I had a bad feeling that we were going to show up that day and be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And right. type of thing. And I was trying to prevent that. So I was like, thank God I called. That would have been a disaster. But now... I still didn't want to just film it again in the basement because I'm trying to, you know, trying to elevate the video, trying to get better and better and do something different. So then I think you and Kyle were like brainstorming different ideas as to where we could potentially film it. We had other candidates we were trying to call and see if we get anything last minute lined up because mm-hmm. everything else, other plans besides Brighton Bowl, they all just weren't available that day for us to do it. Right. Or we're short staffed because of the holidays, so close to Christmas. So then I was like, you know what? Maybe if this lady met me, like maybe if she met me, she would give us a shot or f- think differently about it. But I don't want to barge in there and be like, look, we should be able to film this right. and here's why. <laughs> so I just was like, took a deep breath. I was running errands on the 24th, Christmas Eve, um, some last minute things. And I was like, let me just stop by the bowling alley and see if she's, see if she's there. You know what I mean? So I walk in and I'm a little nervous. I don't want her to get upset that I'm barging in, like confronting her about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I walk in, I ask her, or ask for her, and she's there, and she talks to me, and she's like, can I help you? I was like, hi, my name's Tommy. I'm the one who called you yesterday about using your facility, and you weren't too happy with me. Like, kind of was joking about it, you know? And she was, like, nicer face-to-face. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It just seems like a lot. I was like, oh, it's no problem. You know, we're just looking to do something different. You know, and I love coming here. Like, I made it about business, you know, which is true. Right. I was like, I love coming here in bowling. I thought it'd be a fun little switch up for us to film here. So then she starts asking questions. You know, what do you guys do? What even is this? I have no information about this. Yada, yada, yada. So right. I'm, um, I'm trying to pull some strings here. I'm like, there's still a possibility. So I'm like, you know, so I'm very nice about it still. I'm like, you know, yes, yeah, so this is what we do. We would like to film at like some different venues, you know, around Brighton because we want to get the community more involved, that kind of thing. I was like, we're going to be having a draft in a couple months. Maybe we can have our draft here, something like that, in, like, March if you want to plan it in advance. And then she was kind of looking at me. I could tell she was thinking, and she's like, what day do you want to film again? I was like, 26th. I was like, we'll only be in there for a couple hours. You won't even know we're here. Uh, And then she's like, well, I don't want to have to move all the furniture and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you won't even know we're here. We'll move everything. We'll bring in our own furniture. You'll be fine. And then... She just goes, all right, I'll see you on the 26th at noon. And I was like, thank you so Let's much. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> we pulled the strings and made it happen. 
And after all that, we go in, and she's like, I'll meet you at the door at 11.30 so we could set up early before they even opened. Mm-hmm. So we weren't coming and, coming and going while the people were in there. And um, she was sick. She wasn't even there. Yeah, she wasn't even she there. She literally just walked in. <laughs> no employees were there. They're like, cl- they're like oiling the lanes and getting the tables cleaned off. And they're like, uh, hi. I was like, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. And But this lady was very, very nice about it. Like, she recognized me too, that lady we talked to that day. Right. Because I do... Like I said in the video, I was there four yeah. times a week. I wasn't lying. <laughs> I, I bowled a lot. In I like, was going to say, when you stopped by <laughs> on Christmas Eve, yeah. that probably wasn't the first time you'd been in there no, that week. No, no, no. It wasn't. So, um, yeah, I went a lot in high school for fun with my friends, and we didn't do it a lot during college. But then this holiday break, we picked it back up again. So I was in there a bunch. Got addicted to it again. Yeah. But anyway, that's how that video came together. And so we're, everything went as planned. Yeah. Luckily. It wasn't pretty. But we made it happen. Um, so Jack... You kind of came in, you kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do, but, you know, we hadn't, like, seen it. None of us had. We had right. I had a basic idea in my head of how I wanted this table set up with two people, and Kyle and I looked at the shot of, like, Jack should be t- standing here with the bowling alley in the background. Were you happy with how it turned out and everything? Yeah, I, it was, it's cool because, um, you know, I didn't know a ton, like, going into it. I didn't really know what your guys' uh, end vision was, but um, it was very interesting to be a, a part of the a part of the process and kind of thinking like in my head oh what is this going to look like when the video comes out mm-hmm. and then the actual reality when the video comes out and i was just so impressed mm-hmm. overall at the whole thing how well it was done like uh you know there's a lot that goes into like filming a video like that so you know some of the things were like filmed out of order mm-hmm. and Kyle would kind of just be like oh you know, I think this would be a good shot and just mm-hmm. kind of film it. I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do with that. <laughs> and then he puts it in and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. a great shot. So it, overall, it was like, it was so cool to be able to host that. I thought the the Brighton Ball was a great venue. We, you know, had some action, some color mm-hmm. in the background, um, you know, behind me as the host or whatever. So it was really cool. I was super impressed with the video. There was, a, I don't know if you noticed that there was a super funny part i forget which which award it might have been it might have been uh cy young at the end when i was announcing the cy young but there's a, a little kid in yeah. the background <laughs> there's a little kid in the background that comes in and gives like basically just stares at the camera so for, confused. for a good 10 seconds just as like what is going on here yeah and walks away but yeah overall like i i felt like the people even in there didn't even know we were there like you said oh, like yeah. we were pretty discreet and i thought the video turned out great so. yeah so if you guys noticed like we filmed we we got there right before it opened and we started the film we wanted to be somewhat quiet for most of jack's speaking parts you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if you notice kind of as the video progresses you'll notice it get busier and busier in the bowling alley behind jack because that's when the bowling alley opened and people started coming in mm-hmm. and yeah all we were we were in a birthday party room moved some furniture around and then, like, Jack was just standing in the entranceway because we wanted that nice background of Brighton Bull. So people that were, like, walking by and getting their bowling shoes and stuff could just see Jack standing there yeah. staring into this giant camera. In a Hawaiian shirt and a yeah. lay, just like, what is going on <laughs> yeah. here? So there was some, definitely some confused faces that walked by, but really that we didn't have any major interruptions. We had a couple people no. come in and ask for, like, the bowling assist, like, things. Yep. Yep. We took care of that and moved those out of there. And besides that, it was pretty smooth. We were in and out of that room in, what, like, an hour and a half? I, I, th- I thought it went, you know, most of the stuff was done in like one take like it didn't Mm -hmm. really take us very long to do it and um i think it might have got a little bit dicey if we had started a little bit later just because it it was kind of loud it It was getting it was getting louder it was getting louder you don't really think about that but it makes sense when you're just throwing you know bowling balls against pins and they're rattling around it Mm -hmm. gets kind of loud in there so it could have been an audio issue i thought the time worked out perfect and overall the video was sweet unfortunately i 
uh, I was unable to stick around and bowl, yeah. probably for the best. Bummer. But <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, I stuck around. Yeah. But I um I was gonna say yeah when we started like we knew it was quieter because no one was really in there yet and it was fine. But then yeah I started to get nervous near the end of recording everything because it was starting to get louder. I could and tell. I'm like yeah. how much is the mic gonna pick up? I was a little nervous for like the last fifteen minutes or so. But it ended up turning out great. Sounded good. Looked cool. Just like seeing looks the bowling sweet. balls rolling down the lines in the back. It looks like a green screen almost, but mm. it's natural background. So that was cool. Um, so shout out to Brighton Bowl for letting us do that. Um, it, I don't think they were thrilled at first, but it was a cool little piece of exposure yeah. for them, I think. And I think what was cool, too, is I told her how I was like, I was like, yeah, we want to be in that room because that painting in the background of the Brighton Bowl mural is cool. And she was the one who painted that. She said, oh, like, no five, way. Yeah, she was the one who painted it. The, That's the, sweet. The GM who I talked to. So, yeah. So maybe she'll see the video. I, I, I told her about us, and I like I never like sent her an email with a link or anything like that, but I told her who we were and stuff, so I hope she sees it. Hopefully she likes it. Yeah. But definitely should support your local businesses, especially your local bowling alleys, because those places, like I said, they're Absolutely. heart and soul of your town, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. They're the they're the living, breathing soul of, of your community, mm -hmm. for sure. So now I got to get better at bowling. Uh, bowling. It. I said it before. It's I'll like golf. It. You got to be able to do it. Yeah. You got to be able to do it. But, um... Now you've hosted once and yeah. kind of got a feel for like the potential for what we could do with these award shows. What do you want to do in the future? Do you want like a s another like fun thing like that, or would you rather have like a suit and tie event, or what do you think would be the next cool idea? Um, you know, I think it's cool, like you said, how it's changed from year to year. I think mm -hmm. that's nice to kind of keep the viewers on their toes. They don't know what to expect yeah. for the award show. Um, I think it would be it would be really cool to actually have it in like a venue with a lot of people in actual attendance like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like a lot of the like because a lot of the video is done in the editing at like for crowd reactions and things like yeah. that but to actually have you know like have it be at like a banquet center suit and tie mm -hmm. you know like you know say 50 people there like that's still a crowd and uh i just i don't know i i I think the the sky's the limit for these videos because we could go one year do that and then the next yeah. year it's like dress it up dress it up and then the next year it's like you know we're doing something mm -hmm. fun laid back so the award show now that we've did this transition this year it's like a pair of jeans you can dress them up you can dress them down yeah you can do it <laughs> you can do whatever it is but Jack was saying um, oh we were getting set up to record this podcast today another idea he had was like yeah the banquet hall type thing but like to also invite like families of players yeah yeah and yeah. we could make this a real thing now we need you guys to subscribe to the channel because we need a bigger budget to do that but like we could spend you know a couple thousand dollars on like a banquet hall get it catered mm -hmm. like, it could be a real thing you know yeah. I mean? like end of the season banquet including the award show bring your families with you so that would be cool too but i think we're a couple years away from that still but subscribe to the channel yeah <laughs> yeah it could end up just being you know the culmination yeah, of the year exactly, right the end exactly. of the year banquet mm -hmm. like it could be it could end up getting there so also this is also a big budget item but because we're all office fans in this league a lot of us are and we talk about it a lot on this show and a lot of our big fans know we're office people i think it would only be right if we did one like the dundies at, at yes. a chili's yeah that'd be so funny yes but once again it's loud in there it's tough and you need a lot of space to do that so we have to rent out like half or the entire chili's or film it after hours so that would mm -hmm. require planning it in advance, you know, talking to management. Budget. But it might have to pay for it. Maybe yeah. they'll let you do it. You know, it's cool. The cool thing is when you grow bigger, too, like some places will let you do it for free if you shot them out type thing. Mm -hmm. Brighton Ball actually didn't charge us for that. I gave the yeah. lady a woman a gift card for a restaurant as a thank you. But besides that, um, it lucked out. And um, I don't know. But, yeah, I think I like the idea of a banquet hall. I like the idea of mm -hmm. a banquet hall with families, like with a giant group, like 100 plus. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of a Chili's restaurant type thing to make it more of spoofy, cheesy type thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's so many different things we could do. What if we did it at like I don't even know how this would look, but what if we did it at like a indoor trampoline park, like I mean, just kids bouncing off the walls, <laughs> accepting award. <laughs> you come bouncing in. Yeah, playing, you come bouncing playing. in. That'd be funny. That we have one of those in Brighton, funny. don't we? Or does it close? We do. It might have closed. Uh, I think it closed. I don't know. I don't know if it's still there. That would be fun though. I mean, you could do it literally anywhere. You I like also... the arcade idea. That yeah, I we looked, that, looked into that. The I arcade that we went cool. to in Brighton didn't have a party room, unfortunately. Yeah. We need to go. We could do it at Dave and Buster's one year. We yep. love Dave and Buster's. That's a great place to do it. Yep. Um, you really just need like a private room somewhere mm-hmm. where it's somewhat quiet. Like even in Brighton Ball, there it was still open to the public, but because we were secluded a little bit, it was quiet enough to where we could do our thing and not be interrupted. I think it would be be you know if we had a similar crowd as we did for this one, there's certainly a restaurant we could find with a private room mm-hmm. um, where you could still kind of have that like aesthetic in the background of yeah. you, you know so, something going on little commotion, but have it re- be relatively quiet to mm-hmm. still record the video. I think that'd be another good idea, too. What would you think of that clip of Daniel drinking his Gatorade? I, I, that was my favorite the, clip the of the whole thing. Glass. It was literally so funny. <laughs> like, that's, like, glass. another example, like, you know, when you see it, like, being filmed, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like, that's, you know, that might be funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just the way Kyle, like, a- edits it in the video is just hilarious. And just, like, the whole, the whole theme of the whole the the whole video i thought wrapped together so well like you you guys were saying like oh you know i had this was my first award show so i didn't mm-hmm. really know what to expect but you were saying we're gonna do this like a little bit more laid back uh-huh. we're gonna wear some hawaiian shirts mm-hmm. i was like all right this will be fun and then just like it's like the little things you know like the graphics at the bottom with the little like sponge yeah that was cool thing. those like, were that sick. was so perfect i didn't know that was coming kyle didn't tell me he was yeah doing that. it, it made, it like, made the awesome. whole it made the whole video come together i mm-hmm. think the theme you saw it throughout i like the venue and everything. i like the shot of you walking in and waving and the music came in with the hawaiian stuff it was like yeah. it was perfect yeah I, 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 I loved it i thought it was good and it also which i knew would be the case because it looked that way in person too but even though there's only eight of us in that crowd like it looked very full it did because the room was small, exactly. so it looked full. Exactly, yeah. so that was cool too. Mm-hmm. But it all came together. Never let your uh, and once again, we could have done that and it could have failed miserably, or people might not have liked it. And but it's worth trying something new. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think people. I think the overall the comments were fairly positive. I scrolled through after a couple hours after being uploaded, and people seemed to like it. I mean, everyone was commenting about Jimmy Norp winning all the awards. Do you think he won too many? I think he probably deserved every single one he got. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think there was an award that was granted to him that he, you know, he didn't deserve. He mm-hmm. had a very historic season. Was clearly just a dominant player. I mean, I don't like. I don't even know if even if you were to play devil's advocate, which one of his awards do you try to to argue that he shouldn't that he shouldn't have that he doesn't deserve? Right? Mm-hmm. He won the Gold Glove. I think. Easily, he was making the best plays yeah. all year in the field. Yeah, that was a no-brainer Hands for me. down, no-brainer. Silver Slugger, he actually didn't win it solely. We mm-hmm. split it because both of those guys, you know, it's how, how could you give it to, to one or the other? Side note, we have heard from Sailor since the filming of the we award have. show, so we he's have. alive. Good news. He Good is news. alive. That's a positive. Um, Cy Young, I mean, there were great – there were the whole league is filled with great pitchers now, mm-hmm. so that's, that's always going to be a contentious one, but mm-hmm. I felt like – Jimmy was just a little bit, little bit step above yeah. everyone else. And then after you win all those three, how do you not win the MVP? The and how do you, after what he did in the postseason, you know, yeah. I felt like he deserved all of that. You know, I watched it with, I watched it with my parents the other did day you? after it came out. My parents are just, oh him again, like <laughs> it, so it was funny. But like you're like, long time no see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was basically just me shaking Jimmy's hand the whole video, yeah. but. 
Um, no, he well deserved. Great season. Great, uh, great episode there on yeah. on the MLW channel. I yeah. thought it was awesome. It was cool. It was fun. And of course, the bowling compilation at the end that was classic. That was great. That was classic. That was classic. Alec, Warda. shout out to Warda. He bowled pretty good. I did win light flex, but Warda surprised me. Did he? Yeah, he did. He threw well. He threw very well. That's good. Jim, I knew, the reason I I said this too on camera, but it wasn't in the video. But I said Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a college bowler. Dallas bowls in high school. But I said this is my home turf. I have the edge here. If Jimmy got, bowls in college. Jimmy bowls for schoolcraft. Yeah. Wow. And you know, towards the end of the bowling match, whatever you call him, bowling game, he started to heat up, and I was like, if we played another game, he'd kill me. Really? But because we only played one game, and I know mm-hmm. Brighton ball, I know those lanes. Yeah, I beat him. Wow. So. It does matter for sure. I loved Ward as, who do you think you yeah, are? That, I was, am. that was great. That was funny, had to have that in a bowling video for sure. Classic. One of the greatest sports quotes of all time, right? But arguably, yeah. Arguably the greatest. I, don't I mean, know that's if just such better. a memeable, like. Because it's bowling, too. Everyone's right? seen that clip. Exactly. And it's bowling. And it's Nobody <laughs> watches bowling, really, but everyone's, everyone's seen that seen clip. That. Yeah. I love it because it kind of makes no sense, but it's also just, just the energy. You can't match that energy, right? Yeah. Off the charts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this programming for a paid advertisement this week coming from the UWL. Missing wiffle ball? Sad most seasons are over? Don't worry. Go check out UWL on Instagram and YouTube. They are a wiffle ball league based in Florida and play their season from December to June. Join the Wild Riot as the Mid-City Moonshots, the Washington Wolfpack, the Louisiana Lobsters, the Dominican Dynamo, and the Backyard Bison battle it out for the World Series championship. Watch games on YouTube and stay up to date with the games and news about your favorite wiffle ball teams on at the UWL on Instagram and UWL Wiffleball on YouTube. Once again, that is UWL Wiffleball. Check them out. All right, it is now time for the Q of the Day. Q. 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 Of the Day. This week's question, also before I even say this, we're, we're, uh, we're getting a little thin on Q of the Days, guys. I've gone through a lot of the older submissions or tried to, and I think all the ones that have been asked have pretty much been addressed besides like duplicates or ones we've already talked a lot about. So if you guys want to submit a question, now's the time to do it. Um, DM us at PipeItUpMLW on Instagram. This week's question comes from ECK.Sports. And this one, <laughs> it's a funny question. It's more of a, it's more of a talking point than anything, but it's, it's a funny discussion. So he says, only the real ones will know about this, but it's a question for Tommy rather than Jack to talk about the Parody Pros 282 YouTube channel. And most of you guys are probably like, what the heck is that? Well, I'm not even sure if it's in existence anymore. Maybe it is because this person's asking about it. But I've mentioned this before. Jack, have you ever heard of this or no? Uh, vaguely, I think I have. So, I don't think I've seen any of the videos, though. In addition to MLW Wiffle Ball, you know, me and Kyle... Of course, we watched you know, YouTube videos and viral videos as kids, like most kids do, and said, hey, we should make a YouTube channel. So we've made a bunch. We, have, we, had like a, we saw Dude Perfects. We have like a YouTube trick shot channel. That one was called Mini Hoopers. And then we had one where we did like skits, or like comedy stuff. And it was called Parody Pros. So um, I've had fans ask me about this before, about these videos. But essentially, yeah, it was just Kyle and I trying different things and making different videos for fun. So the Parody Pros channel, um, we would do like song what was the one we did like a bruno mars song where like you'd say the lyric and then we like act it out or like portray it like in real life kind of thing <laughs> so we did like three or four of those videos and yeah i probably got like five views each we thought they were so funny <laughs> I, re- I can remember like when i first got my first cell phone um in like sixth or seventh grade probably seventh grade um 
like no one some people knew about MLW like our close friends but no one really knew but we would like tweet, we would like post on Facebook about it sometimes and stuff like that we talk about it at school but I can remember somebody like a girl like texted me about the parody pro channel in, like seventh grade and I was so embarrassed <laughs> I didn't care and she's like they're funny you guys should keep doing those and I was like I don't I think we're done with uh, that no, <laughs> probably not but it's so funny it, so it sounds like you guys were just you guys were just born to be stars uh, from a young age. You gotta you make just, yourself a star, Jack. You were shooting <laughs> all your shots. You had you had multiple different YouTube channels, and you yeah, rode the ones, you rode the one that panned out. But you could have been parody pros. We could have been, been famous pros. parody pros. <laughs> we probably only put four videos on the parody pros channel, and I want to say like maybe five or six on the mini hoopers channel. But a lot of hours went into those trick shots, and the parody pros won too. A lot of preparation, a lot of ideas that were bounced off each other. I'm gonna be honest. That name just in general sounds like something that could be a popular account on YouTube. And the mini like, hoopers had a Z on the end. So, okay, you know, you know nice. how it goes. Yeah. I but, like that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, especially I like making trick shot videos, trick shots. If you've never done them, I'm sure a lot of you guys have, if you're a fan of our channel, I'm sure you've seen dude. Perfect. I'm sh- Woo. There's a voice crack. I'm sure you've seen dude. Perfect. And I'm sure you've wanted to try trick shots for yourself. Greatest feeling ever when you nail one, but mm. it can suck when you're just trying over and over and over again and you can't make one. It's so frustrating and it's just like you that's how you could spend a day in the summer as a kid. It's just trying the same trick shot over and over again. Yep. Sometimes you don't make it and it sucks. But but when you what do. I was gonna say, ask you, Jack, is as a kid, did you ever like make a YouTube video or make a video or anything like that? Come yeah. on, you have to. I, no, <laughs> I no, I did. You don't remember the one YouTube video that uh, that we made for class? Oh, did we of talk course about I this that on one. the podcast. We really already? didn't do much. I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, this video, I hope it's private. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> if someone finds this, uh, I yeah, I look, I have like. I have hair like Ric Flair. Not to <laughs> rhyme right there in that video or in this pod, but um, basically Tommy and I were in a group project for school. Civics and class. You had a couple different options of what you could do for the project, but basically you had to just show your understanding of the of the Bill of Rights. <laughs> and our group of, I want to say four or five of us, uh, we decided to make a rap about it and mm-hmm. actually turn that rap into a music video, mm-hmm. essentially, that we posted on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the lyrics honestly weren't bad for it, our it age in great. the rap. Like, they were pretty good. Um, the video wasn't spectacular. <laughs> uh, the, the, it's okay. The, it, was, it was a very, it was a very, we'll say, low-budget yes, uh, music $0. video. Um, that was shot at my house. At one point, there I, I'm pretty sure at one point there's a scene of us on the roof of my RV. Yeah, that was si- dude, those just scenes like bobbing were cool. our head. One way yeah. the back of your car. Yep. Came up yeah, we were on the back up, of the car. The I had this keyboard. <laughs> I had this keyboard that I was dragging around. Dude, oh, I might we, have to pull this we, video can out. Can we find it? Oh, I, I, ha- I can find it. I'll a snippet of it like yeah. on our Instagram page. I'll okay, we'll, we'll pull it out. I, I can definitely find it. But, but dude, oh, it was an all-time video. That video... Like we turned it in and we were kind of like, oh, like this will be this will be a good yeah, well, grade. I, so yeah, go ahead. But but that teacher loved it and showed that yes. video for like an example of that project for like years to she come. Still, after she still that. does. She still does. Because MLW players who are younger than us tell me, hey, I saw your video in my yeah. civics class. <laughs> she still shows that video to this day of our group's music video, a rap video. And to be honest, like Jackson, we made it. We're like, it's kind of funny, I guess, but like it's it's good. You know, it's, it's not all right. bad. But then, like, the quality of the rest of the videos in the class were so bad that so ours bad. was insanely yeah. good. Ours, ours definitely so rose now, yeah, above. Every, every quarter at Brighton High School, she shows this video of me and Jack rapping about the Bill of Rights. 
<laughs> oh, that video. Oh, that was so funny. I it can't was, believe what that. What was the 90s song we... Par- Back to the Grill? Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. I it was like a 90s it, rap song. We, ta- we called it Back to the Bill. So it was called Back to the yeah. Bill. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. That was, was so funny. Good. Jack it gave me like an good. AI jersey that was like seven sizes too big for me. I walked in and I looked yep. so cool. I had a couple... I had, you know, it's kind of funny. I had a few other school they were all school projects really on my youtube mm-hmm. channel that i tried to like make funny yeah and were like a little bit of satire mm-hmm. uh it's hard to be funny it's it hard is. to be funny but um i mean those projects like always did well for me it was always like a little <laughs> bit embarrassing like showing in the class but the teachers always like loved it you yeah. know so i have a couple videos like that other than that uh none really on youtube i had a recent um for for college like deep into college like very very technical presentations mm-hmm. um we had to upload to youtube for like part of our grade like you had to record had a presentation to then upload it and i put it i was the one who did it in my group like two different times for i think i did it for like a um like energy efficiency class and then i had to do one for one other class i can't remember what it was but anyway it was stuff like basically you had to experiment with some kind of software and then you would do a project and talk about it, what you learned and how you did it and all that stuff. So, like, I didn't have a deep understanding of it, but deep enough where I could talk about my slides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So don't think I'm a genius if you see those or anything like that. I just, I got through it. But anyway, I thought they were private, but apparently not because I got an email notification saying someone commented on your upload. So oh. I clicked on it and it was like, LOL Tommy from MLW doing school projects. Like, someone found it and watched yeah. it. But yeah, it was funny. I hope my teacher, I was, I was praying that because I couldn't make it private. Maybe I could have if she had the link. But I didn't want her to like, not be able to view it, so I left it public. Right. And I was like, if someone finds this before she sees it and like comments some crazy stuff underneath it, right. I'm going to be so mad. If she like sees that, it's like, what's this? You know what yeah. I mean? I but think I think I, that was okay. I think I kind of went through the same issue because it's like, I think you can mark it as unlisted, which is like you can share it and other people can watch if it. If they have but, the link. But right? they can't just look it up on YouTube yeah. and find okay. it. It's only if you send it to them. That has There's a term for that. Like Versus... Like if it's private, I think mm-hmm. even if you send them the link, they're not going to be able to view yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So that happened. I've also had um, like high school baseball interviews. People have commented on those videos on YouTube. Where, like oh, my yeah, local I, newspaper uploads a video of me, and then someone's like, "Hey, tell me from MLW." Yeah. If you guys want to go find my uh, lacrosse yeah. high school and club lacrosse highlight reels, you can definitely look that up. That's see on Jack YouTube. Just winning, I forgot about winning face off, sprinting down the. Spring yeah. down the field, <laughs> scoring right away. That's basically his whole high school highlight tape. Those are those are on there for sure. If you guys are, I think you play against a better competition now, don't you? <laughs> Compared a to little bit, days. a little bit better. Yeah, some of the. Do you miss those days though of just being the best in the field by far? Uh, yeah, I do to some extent, but at the same time, it's like you know, it's only fun to mm-hmm. to beat up on like the, the competition in Michigan for lacrosse just isn't great. Like baseball yeah. in Michigan's like pretty good, pretty I mean, solid. Yeah, right. For me at least, like, would you, you know, say like? As I mean, compared to the other parts of the country. Well, honestly, compared to the, like the South, no, no. But okay, maybe not compared to the South. But not compared to the South. But I mean, it's good enough to where a guy like me, it was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like in lacrosse, you know, compared to like the East Coast, like the Midwest is like you know, yeah, fifty to seventy-five years behind mm-hmm. in terms of like development. Yeah, I mean, we would we played teams like. Brighton as a whole was a pretty good team. Yeah, we had good athletes. We, were, we, had, we have a bigger, we, we have a bigger school yeah. and a we good had, program. We played this. I don't even know if I should say this. <laughs> we played one team uh, that was so bad. Um, <laughs> they were so I've been bad. there too. And our coach like didn't want us to run the score up, right? Because yeah. he didn't want it to be like a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to just like turn the ball over on purpose yeah, yeah, when yeah. the team isn't good. Mm-hmm. 
So amongst ourselves on the team, uh, we just decided to play a game called headshots where instead of like trying to score, mm-hmm. we would just try to see who could like hit the goalie in the head <laughs> with the ball the most <laughs> amount of times. Cause like we'd get it and it would be like 15, nothing. And the coach is yeah. like, all right, stop scoring. Yeah, 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 and yeah. We're like, what do you want us to do? Just mm-hmm. give them the ball. So we would kind of make it look like we were trying to score, but yeah. not really. Maybe did, you did know, you doink him in the head at all. Doink him in the head, yeah. Did you hit him a few times? Few times, few times yeah. <laughs> you think he caught on to what was happening. Oh, he did. He was very <laughs> upset. That goalie almost rage quitted yeah. uh, a couple of those times. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and baseball, the equivalent of the equivalent of that is just like stop. You stop stealing, like right? On, or like on a pass ball, you don't advance anymore. Yeah. In high school, in travel ball, that happened happened to me a lot. Where like we would be just destroying a team, mm-hmm. but in high school, not too often. I do remember my very first game on varsity ever was 24 to 0. That was interesting. I also remember when we were on JV, I want to say, we played this team where they looked like they were in 7th grade. Like these guys were so small, just like how were they were even playing organized baseball? I couldn't understand. <laughs> but I didn't know that, okay? I I think what the problem was is like it was a smaller school and mm-hmm. they had a lot of their like younger, better players were on varsity already kind of thing. Right. But anyway, I actually had jammed my wrist the day prior in practice. I have bad, I've jammed this wrist like three times before. And if, if you've never jammed a wrist, I guess you can't really relate to that. But basically, my whole wrist gets really, really stiff. Like, I can't really mm-hmm. function without pain, if that makes sense. So I can remember, like, warming up with Kyle in the batting cages before the game. Like, I don't even think I can play today, man. I should just tell coach. And I think I t- my coach wasn't there yet. He didn't work for the school. I think I texted him saying, hey, coach, I, ca- I can't go, blah, 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 blah. And then he never acknowledged it, had my name on the lineup card, probably never saw the text. I was like, I guess I'll just All play. Right. I could tell in warm they didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just play. I can basically, I can start my swing with two hands, but I have to, re- I have to let go early with my, with my left hand, which is like my dominant hand when swinging. I was like, let me just finish with my right hand. And I went four for four. <laughs> <laughs> and this team was horrible. And then after the game, I was like, Hey, you can just disregard that text I sent you <laughs> <laughs> about not being able to play. And That's I was—I like, don't think he even acknowledged. He was like, "Okay," and didn't even like acknowledge it. Like you think he'd be like, "Oh, you were hurt today," kind of thing. But obviously, if I was very hurt, he I wouldn't, might have, known I wouldn't have played. Deep down, you'd you would have been fine against that but, team. But yeah, my God, it was—I don't even know what the score of that game was. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think of other crazy things. The worst I've ever seen in terms of blowouts is one time when I was. When I was eight years old, playing on the nine U Brighton team, there was no eight U team, so you had to play. You had to play up if you were good enough. So there was like me and one other kid who were too young to play, but we made the nine year old team, and we were not a good team that year. Um, my travel team in Brighton, I had a great experience with when I because the next year I didn't move up with the nine U's to ten. I stayed at nine U again for a second year, mm-hmm. as did my teammate, and then we played all the way till we were fourteen on that team together. But anyway, this was not a good team. We were playing the, a team called the Motor City Hit Dogs, which is like known to be the best travel program in Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these guys were all, like, already through their growth spurts. I'm, like, 8 years old, 40 pounds. Like, I can barely move out there. And it was so bad that they actually squared to bunt against us in an inning. And three guys in a row stepped on the plate. Because that counts. If you step on the plate when you're hitting, it's Mm -hmm. an out. It's illegal. So they made intentional outs against us to end the game. Wow. I want to say they scored over 30 runs. It was so bad. Wow. It was so bad. But I was 8 years old and, like, okay, this sucks. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I've also been on the on the other side of it uh, where you're kind of that team getting beat up and it's mm-hmm. not very fun. Uh, no, it's not I fun. remember I was fifth in fifth grade and uh, I decided for God knows what reason to play basketball, which is not my sport. Was okay. not my sport. Uh, I made the B team for the Brighton travel 
uh, team, and uh, I believe Noah was on that team. I'm pretty sure yeah, he, he was, was on the B team was. first year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played this team. They like you know we we show we are not a good team at basketball. I mean, we're trying to like figure out how to tie our shoes yeah. at this point. <laughs> and we show up in this team. I remember they were called the Detroit Showtime. Oh gosh, and that sounds scary. These are like you know this is like the top notch kids from Detroit and they they come out and they have like warm up gear they've got like nicknames on the mm-hmm. back of their oh, like warm up jerseys yeah. and you know like i said we're trying to figure out like are we wearing black yeah. are we wearing orange <laughs> and they're doing like you know crazy layups mm-hmm. warming up i want to say i want to say the score was like we didn't get we scored 5 points i remember oh, and i want to say they scored like just under 50 yeah and it was like I, I i remember just being just, in the car on the way home and just with my dad, like, what do you say? Like, what do you say yeah, at that you, point? I mean, they're way better than you. It's, it is what <laughs> it is. But I've had an experience, too. Have you ever played in lacrosse tournaments? Where like, maybe your team is younger, playing up a division yes. or playing mm-hmm. like that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So I've done that with Brighton plenty of times and other travel teams, too, when I was growing up. And I can remember Brighton hosts a tournament every year for baseball at one of our elementary schools. Actually, where we had our ever first ever Whiffle of the Mitten. Brighton hosts a tournament there. Mm-hmm. And... They don't offer a – there's no 9U bracket. It starts at 10U and then goes up, at least it used to. So when we were 9 years old from Brighton, every year the 9U Brighton team plays in the 10U division and usually gets destroyed, you know what right. I mean? But we had a good team, like I said. When I stayed back and played 9U again, that team of guys, a lot of us ended up playing varsity baseball together. We were a very good squad from day one. And I want to say we ended up making it to – we made it out of bracket play. We ended up like winning – one or two games against the older kids like it was awesome probably embarrassing for them we were super happy about it but then the following year we went to another tournament not in brighton where we were in a 10u tournament and there was a 9u team playing up in it so in our heads we're thinking oh we're gonna smoke these guys and it was a team called the detroit bees mm-hmm. who i don't even think is like historically a great team and we actually played in our little pool of brackets it was us and three other teams it was detroit bees 9u detroit bees 10u and one other team the first day we played Detroit Bees 10U beat them, other team beat them, and then we're waiting to play the 9U Bees the next day. So we're like, this is, this is a wrap. Cakewalk. Yeah, yeah. But they were also 2-0. and We're like, wait, the 9U Bees team beat the 10U Bees team? How did that happen? You know yeah. what I mean? So we're very confused. And we show up, and they, we ended up, we lost. We lost to them, the younger team. Yeah. A close game. We didn't get embarrassed or anything, but they beat us. And I remember we had a chance in that game, and we just couldn't get the rally going. We lost by like one or two runs, and obviously we're all embarrassed and mad, lost to nine-year-olds kind of thing. It's the worst feeling as a child. Yeah. And then fast forward like two weeks, and it was funny because I was like, gosh, why was their 9U team so much better than their 10U team? Or like, why is that? How did that work out? I mean, that happens in some programs. Like mm-hmm. in our case, you know, we were a very good team, and we were nine too. But we actually ended up, I was watching like the 5 o'clock news with my family, and they were like showing a clip of the Detroit Tigers training with the Detroit Bees. And it was the, <laughs> it was the 9U team. And I was like, well, this team's practicing with the Tigers. They're just getting primetime training. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Yeah, because they were Detroit teams. They were getting support from the Tigers. It was, I was like, no wonder we lost. But it was, so I've been on both sides of that spectrum, too, of winning when you're younger and losing when losing to the younger guys, too, sucks. But as you grow older, that all evens out. The age doesn't yeah. really matter as much. But when, like, 9 to 10 is a oh, big yeah. step for when kids growing. You know oh, what I mean? right. When you're kind of in that, you know, preteen, even, like, the teen age years, like, that can be mm-hmm. a, a one year, it could be a big difference. But I'm telling you, the reason that 9U team is so much so much better than, than their 10U squad, I don't even know if it had anything to do with the Tigers thing that I saw on the news, but 
their coaches, these kids could just flat out hit the ball. For mm-hmm. nine-year-olds kids, they could just rake. And I'll never forget this. I remember I was playing second base. I was standing there, and they're just, you know, they're crushing the ball against us. Not, like, embarrassing, but they're hitting the ball well. And a kid up there strikes out looking. And, like, in the game, it's a good game, so it's a big situation. The coach is, like, obviously like, gets really upset. A coach actually walks out of their dugout while the kid's walking back towards the dugout, and he goes, son, that's a $300 piece of metal. Use it. <laughs> and, and I thought about it, and literally no one else on that team struck out looking the entire the game. game. That's yeah. probably like a thing. Like They're just so aggressive. I think their coaching yeah. staff was just really on the aggressiveness, and that's why all of them get hit because they're not out there looking to walk. You know what I yeah. mean? So well, that's, I coaching mean, makes a difference too. Coaching makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, wrapping it back around to just – lacrosse geographically why it's not as successful in the midwest is because we're, we're a football region yeah. you know we're a football hockey region mm-hmm. so the the kids that are playing lacrosse you know are probably being coached by their dad who mm-hmm. played football in college if if he did at all you know mm-hmm. it's not really like a lacrosse background but the coaching can make a huge difference from a young age you know if you get into a club where it's a guy who you know has some lacrosse experience can drop some knowledge on you as, as a young kid that can mm-hmm. have a really big impact and trajectory on your, you know, future as a, as a sports player. Yeah. I will say though, don't, don't knock the dad coaches too much. I'm not, I'm no, no, no. S- I'm not knocking dad coaches. I'm saying like the difference, the difference is like, you know, our dads didn't grow up playing lacrosse. Exactly. Their high schools didn't have exactly. lacrosse. They exactly. all played football and baseball and yeah. maybe hockey. Yeah. So that's they don't very, know. About that's it. very true. That's very true. Yeah. But we have some, we have some, uh, amongst MLW, we've had plenty of dads who have coached sports from time to time. Um, I know from my Brighton travel team, my our coach was always Kyle Hook's dad, who played on the Magic for a while. Yep. My dad was an assistant. Um, Mitchell Marvin's dad was an assistant, if you know him on the Cobras. And then Kyle Schultz's dad and Mr. Price, Clayton's dad, have coached together on Daniel's travel team for several years. Um, but I will say this, though, like you said, I'm not sure if Kyle Hook's dad ever played baseball or not, but they were a good staff. You know, they made us work hard yeah. and practice and stuff. We, were, we won a lot of games, a lot of tournaments. But my dad never played baseball. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying I was raw. Like, I was coached well. I went to a couple camps. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to. So, like, I knew what I was doing out there, obviously. I was mm-hmm. playing travel for all these years. But I will say, like, a big step up, step up for me in terms of def- defense. I was always, like, the best player on my team defensively. But even, like, further than that, when I was six, 15, it was, like, my first, like, like paid coach I ever had. I went to a travel team called the Michigan Bulls. And the coach was actually, he graduated high school in 2010 and played baseball. He started shortstop for Central Michigan University for all four years. And like, yeah, like that guy who actually played baseball and played infield his whole life. Like yeah. just uh, the tiniest thing he showed me in terms of like how to field, where along your body you should feel the baseball, not dead center, but slightly to the left. That made me so much better. Like, instantly so much more comfortable like that that yeah and that i didn't have that for the last five years like that was a big game changer for me that's why i like decided to stick with infield instead of outfield so i will agree with what you say like the coach has background it makes a big difference huge difference i have i had many experiences like that with with lacrosse especially just you know the years growing up playing it it was like wow this sport's you know really fun i'm Mm -hmm. i'm i'm decent at it you know maybe i could do something with this later down the line and then when i got into playing club lacrosse with uh with true lacrosse uh you know just had a couple of coaches that had played and just like that you know little things like that the kind of the ins and outs of the game just Mm -hmm. really was what propelled me to be able to you know be successful throughout high school and make it into college so would you ever uh would you ever want to coach your kids in any sports they play or no um 
You know, I've thought about it. Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would definitely like to coach football. I would like to coach football. I just see like football coach. even even if it wasn't even my my mm-hmm. kid out there, I would think I would like to coach it. But if he's on the team, then you know, I'd like to say. Obviously, it's easy to say now, but I'd like to say I'm not going to just give him the job if just because he's my kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to make him earn it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I, I think it would be cool. I'm I uh, and not that's a huge regret, but I was saying like I should after I graduate high school I should like coach a Brighton youth team or like a Michigan Bulls one of their younger teams. I wanted to do that, but I I never did it. I was doing mm-hmm. other things, unfortunately. So I've coached lacrosse in the summer you? for for club teams, coaching like like uh, you know younger kids. Like mm-hmm. um, what grade were they in? They were probably. Uh, like seventh grade ish or like sixth grade, seventh grade. Okay. Uh, it's fun. It's really fun. Is um, it? You know, it's it's it depends on what level you're coaching, right? Yeah. Like you can't say the same thing to a sixth grader as you could to maybe like a senior in high school if you were coaching yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool. It's a, it's a, always a great way if if you have any love for uh, sport and want to stay connected in it. There is a um, a feeling of gratitude and uh you know it's it's just it's a good feeling to be able to give someone younger than you a little piece of knowledge something that they can learn that maybe you know you would have wished someone told you after your years of playing that sport right and just knowing you have a little bit of an impact it's nice to be able to coach a team like win some games Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool so um it's a good way to stay connected in the game whatever whatever sport it is yeah that's the one thing i guess when thinking about, like, my kids, if I'd ever want to coach their sports, I wouldn't say it's essential, but, like, it does matter, like, who your kids' coaches are. Because, like, yeah. that, they're spending a lot of time with that person. And, like, for me, at least, what sports did for me mostly as a kid was just, like, teach me how to work hard, probably. Or, like, work towards a goal. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, baseball, I mean, yeah, I could have did tons of time, tons of things in my time growing up. Like, especially in high school, it could have been, you know, hanging out with friends or just watching movies, playing video games, whatever. But, like probably even like off season talking not regular season high school baseball is you know it's your whole entire evening monday mm-hmm. through friday but like travel is probably you know eight hours eight to twelve hours per week you know outside of your school day to like dedicate something towards and work towards getting better at something so that's why i think it's valuable and coaching definitely plays a part in that i was lucky to have pretty good coaches for most of my life um but Coaching my kid, I guess the only thing I don't like is, yeah, like the bias of if you treat your kid differently type, yeah. type of thing. As well as, like, I don't want my kid to feel like they can't get away from me or I'm, I'm always, like, being too hard on them, that kind of yeah. thing. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if I was just to step back and, you know, watch the games and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it would it de- would depend on the sport, you know. Yeah. If, it, if, like, my kid... If oh, my I would kid, only coach baseball. Yeah. I can't do anything else because I, no. I can't provide any type of I couldn't knowledge. coach baseball. I could do baseball for sure. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, I would, like, basketball, I... My kid was playing recreational basketball. Right. I mean, I guess if no other parents could do it, and I had enough time in my day to do it, I would try. But I don't exactly. I'd be on Google, like I'd be at, on yeah. my lunch break at work, like basketball drills <laughs> for kids. Like I wouldn't know I what wouldn't, to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, son, you know, you're playing football and I'm coaching you. Yeah, it's like yeah. if he wants to play football, mm-hmm. he can play football. If the yeah. if the team needs a coach, you know, <laughs> I can wait heck, for day I might have to step Jack's, in there. But. It's gonna be a Saturday morning one day, and Jack's nine year old son's gonna say, <laughs> "Dad, I wanna I wanna play football." And Jack's gonna go, "Really?" He's gonna go, "Yep." Jack's gonna get in his car, go to the store, <laughs> buy his buy his <laughs> gear, gonna buy himself a whistle, less, clipboards. Son. Say yeah. less. <laughs> He's gonna come home just ready to go. Say less. Wash right, my right. car. We're going to the store. All right, <laughs> cones are outside. Let's get going right now. <laughs> neighborhood training but yeah i mean it's fun 
my dad was an assistant coach for those Brighton teams that I played on, and it was fine. There was times where I'd get irritated with him or whatever, but, I mean, I I guess compared to him then not coaching, I guess it wasn't that big of a difference to me. I don't know. Yeah. Did your parents ever coach you? Um, the clo- mm, No. The closest uh, my dad ever got to coaching me was he was, like, the the GM for – or maybe assistant GM. I think he was the GM uh, for our, like, youth football league. Oh, cool. So he would, you know – he was at least there to, like, yeah. drive me to practice, hang mm-hmm. out, you know, did all the equipment, mm-hmm. weighed the kids in, like, before or after the game – or before the game, mm-hmm. um, that type of stuff. So it wasn't really a coach, but involved in the organization. That was the closest he got. Cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I actually had a funny story from a uh, youth football experience I had. Oh actually boy. involves a uh, former, and uh, maybe in the future I've heard some murmurs that he wants to get back into the league. Oh, but boy. Former player in MLW. Um, this was in eighth grade, and uh, our team hadn't been having the best year. We were pretty up and down. We had lost okay. a few games in a row had some injuries we were dealing with and mm-hmm. I think I went to some of your games by the way that year Jack I you might have so. you probably so. did um and be- uh before the games we would always set goals as as a team mm-hmm. um and I think this is relevant kind of because the new year people yeah. set some goals um we would set goals so for example it would be like uh be plus three in the in the turnover differential right so mm-hmm. you know you have three more turnovers or you or you get more three more turnovers yeah. than the other team and some of these goals, I would say, were a little bit unrealistic for mm-hmm. our team. Um, but you want to you want to shoot high, right? If yeah. you, if you shoot, shoot high, and you you know if you if you aim high, you miss a little bit. You usually land up pretty good mm-hmm. or land yeah. pretty good. So, but we had punishment for not meeting these goals. Oh, so when you missed a goal, we had what we called were a man maker, mm-hmm. and so it was basically like. You do an exercise, so say it was like twenty squat jumps, and then you'd run forty yards. Ugh. Do twenty push-ups, run forty yards. I'd hear these horror stories yeah. from you guys. So back and Ugh. forth, you know, you're probably doing four exercises and running like a total of 120 yards. So and exhausting. So they suck. Yeah. And so you'd have maybe like four goals a game. Mm-hmm. So if if we missed all those goals, we'd have four man makers, which Ugh. would be horrible. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, had oh, a, God. we had a few games where we, we were not hitting any of the goals. We were very <laughs> injured and uh, weren't hitting any of the goals. And so before the game, for our next game, you know, we're all, we're all held up, taking a knee. Our coach goes, all right, guys, you know, what, what are the goals going to be this week? What do we mm-hmm. think we can, we can hit? And it was, we had one player raise his hand and stand <laughs> up. And uh, it was funny because... It didn't come out, I think, the way he wanted it to, but we were all thinking the same thing. And is this basically, about Chad? Chad Renzi. Okay, so I Ch- can p- Chad does have the tendency to do that, though. Like, he yeah. will say things that come off across way different than he wanted to, I yeah. feel like. They, they didn't, it didn't come off the way I know he wanted it to, but we were all thinking the same thing. And basically, Chad raised his hand and stood up, and oh, he goes, gosh. Coach, why are we setting these goals <laughs> if we never achieve them? 
<laughs> and <laughs> see, Chad, coach, Chad does that thing. He asks the questions that no one else does. wants to. Every, everyone was thinking the same thing, yeah. though. He's like, what do you want to set our goals for this yeah. week? And everyone's like, we don't want to set any yeah. goals because we're not going to hit them. Yeah. And then we're going to run. Yeah. And But Chad st- stands up, and <laughs> the, co- the coach is just like, Chad, that was like one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. Like, wh- what kind of attitude is that? You know what I mean? Not to like knock Chad. Like I said, I yeah. know, you know, the everyone was thinking good. it. it was a true His statement. intentions were good. Yeah. It was a very true statement. Yeah. I don't think it came out the way he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> like, that, I think that was just like a funny story and also just a lesson. Like, you so can't you can't have that attitude of yeah. like. The if coach you're not actually your get mad at him though, or no? He wasn't mad at him. He was kind of honestly, he didn't know what to say because he was like, <laughs> "I don't even know how to respond." Because that. that's the thing about Chad is, even though he was we were young at the time, like yeah, he was not afraid to confront an adult about no. a situation he saw a problem with. So yeah, no. you just have a young, you know, maybe thirteen year old kid. Coach, why are we setting these goals if we're never going to meet them? Like, yeah, just with a straight face. And we all and we all kind of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like that that wasn't that didn't sound good. But in our in the back of our head, we were like, yeah, like. This uh, sucks. We're setting these goals. We're not hitting them. We're getting murdered in practice. Mm-hmm. And Chad just, he was the one who had the gumption to stand up and like ask the question. But mm-hmm. I think it, it was just a funny story that we were, uh, you know, talking about reminiscing on some of the, you know, youth sports days and mm-hmm. going into 2022, you know, don't be afraid to set your goals high. Even yeah. if you don't hit them, you don't have to necessarily punish yourself. You just that get even brutally. stronger because all your man makers. But you're just going to get stronger, and uh, yeah. So that that was a little tidbit I had for you. I have. We've already shared some from our JV coach in Brighton here. I've had so many funny, you know, coaching experiences from the years of my competitive sports days. But I'll share a couple ones that are unique to this year. And I think I would do the same thing if I was a coach. If I'm older, so this is a funny snippet for anybody who wants to coach one day. One time on JV. There was a freshman on our team by the name of Rudy Ramirez. You guys know him? I yeah. think you do if you're listening. So Rudy, you guys can see how Rudy is. He's mm-hmm. all over the place sometimes, but great athlete. And, um, but now he's the most responsible kid, you know? And one time he had already forgotten equipment before, which is obviously never a good thing, especially when you're in high school. Like, come right. on, you should be past that at this point. But there was one time where it was just a practice after school, and Rudy goes up to him and he's like, Coach, I forgot my, like, Something minor. It was like his belt or his hat. I mean, it was his hat. I think it was his hat. Like, Coach, I don't have my hat today. Because he asked me, where's your hat? Because he was very strict on that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. if you forget him for a game, you're screwed. Right. So he goes, sorry, Coach, I don't have it. And then or he, Coach brings us in. He goes, all right, everyone get on the line. And, like, about to run, you know what I mean? And he goes, except Rudy, stay right here with me. So then all of us are on the line about to do sprints. And Rudy's just standing there next to the coach watching him. And he goes, you guys ready? He goes, all right. Sprint to, the de- sprint to the end zone and back. Ready? And then he goes, stop. And he goes, everybody bring it back in. And he goes, Rudy had that feel. He goes, that was a horrible feeling watching that. And he goes, never forget your stuff again. <laughs> we, we didn't actually run. But imagine that. The kid yeah. who screws up watches everybody else suffer because of what, his mistakes. That'll make you more responsible. That'll, make, that'll definitely make you remember to bring your hat next time. <laughs> I mean, I That's would never for forget sure. mine. Imagine how mad everyone would be at you if you keep forgetting your stuff and they're doing 200-yard sprints because yeah. of you. But one more thing was when we did the Cooperstown trip with my 12U baseball team. Um, in that scenario, like, you stay at the park in a little, like, barrack with your whole team and the coaching staff, too. The coaches have to sleep there, which is the funniest thing. So you have okay. a bunch of 12-year-old kids and then, like, four grown men all in this little cabin, basically. Very small. Yeah. Just It's really, like, six different sets of bunk beds or ten different sets of bunk beds. You're all just t- in tight. And so, you know, we're 12-year-olds. It's our first night there. We're bouncing off the walls, being crazy. We finally, like, get everyone into bed, but then we're still talking and stuff like that. It's probably, like, midnight, 1 a.m. at this point. We have a game at 8 a.m. the next morning. We don't care. 
And then out of nowhere, a head coach just goes, y'all shut up now. <laughs> and it just gets dead silent for like five seconds. And he just starts dying laughing. Like he was just <laughs> kidding. But it was so funny. He sounded so serious. He goes, y'all shut up now. And we go, and you could have heard a pin drop, and then he just starts laughing. I didn't care, but it was hilarious. That's awesome. So I think, yeah, so many great memories from youth sports. I think Absolutely. even the coaches find find joy in it. So um, for sure, I'll probably coach at some point. We'll see. Probably should wrap it up, Jack. It's been a yeah, solid episode. I like this one. It's been a solid episode. A little bit of whiff talk, a little behind the scenes talk. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little that. bit of this, a little bit of that. A little yin, a little yang, a little sour, a little spicy. You know what I mean? So. We'll wrap it up, guys. Uh, another fun episode, another good week. Looking forward to continuing this podcast. We have something in the works for you guys as well that we'll probably announce next week, so stay tuned. Um, plenty of ad space open as well, so if you're interested in that, shoot us a DM. But besides that, that's a wrap. Peace, Peace. out.